listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And today, Splash family, we have a great yeah, episode. We have a really this good one. This is a guest that I have known since he was young. <laughs> my daughter, Brooke, back when she was little, would go, we would fly out to see this guest mm-hmm. star in all of these Musicals from mm-hmm. Cat in the Hat to mm-hmm. you know just name it. He he was in it. He mm-hmm. starred in it. He's a triple threat. He also is the son of one of my dear dear friends, Bryce and I. We just love them to death. And mm-hmm. she actually is probably one of your favorite authors. Mm-hmm. But welcome to the Splash Zone, Tyler Russell. Woo! Hi, Tyler. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> how's they're it go- going? They're going. Who's your mom? Yeah, <laughs> his mom is Karen Kingsbury. Yep. Yes. And she married Donald Russell. I remember when I first met you on the set of like Dandelion Dust. Was it? No, it was before then. No, I met you before then on the cruise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Do you remember Tyler that cruise? Vaguely. Vaguely. Bits and pieces. Yeah. Of Cause it. you yep. were in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just probably checking out all the chicks. Anyway, I remember it <laughs> because I was there with Barbara and Candace yep. on this cruise mm-hmm. and it was my first cruise actually and my last and your last uh, yes. I was just gonna um, say <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it might have been my last too yeah a floating buffet and me lo- <laughs> needing to lose 50 pounds isn't the best place for me to be soft serve at two in the morning no this say. isn't good yeah, you know a trap for everybody yeah and I'd meet the same people there we all needed to lose 50 pounds it'd be 2 a.m tomorrow <laughs> see you then okay but Tyler, your mom obviously is a New York Times number one best-selling author. She has had her books turned into movies, Hallmark series, ba 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 ba. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her greatest, I think, accomplishment she would say is besides being a follower of Jesus and a lover of God's word, is being married to your dad, and they have mm. a solid marriage. I've seen it. I've gotten to travel with you guys, vacation with you guys, but also yeah. being a mom. Mm. Mm. And here you are now in your life, this season in your life, where you're taking this very famous series that your mom wrote, the Baxter Family Children's Series, Mm -hmm. that you can't... I remember actually being... With your mom in LA, we were we were it was during the dandelion dust days, and when I was uh, producing like dandelion dust, mm-hmm. and she got this weird request. And Trish, your aunt Trisha, she is your mom's executive assistant. She emails yep. she emails your mom in California and says, "You need to call this lady. Her her mom is dying, and she wants to know what's going to happen with the Baxters." And this mm-hmm. is when I knew oh. I need to read the Baxters. Okay, this is like <laughs> like these people are real. There's no joke. And your mom gets on the phone outside Mm. of a Starbucks at, Mm. I think, Highland and Franklin in in Hollywood. And she's (laughs) telling this mother, this was the daughter's wish to please talk to my mom before Mm. she dies. And she told her how the whole story ended. And I'm sobbing, sitting there listening (laughs) to this whole story. But now God has the two of you collaborating Mm, and you're now writing, is it called the prequel, right? Yep. So yeah. when the Baxters were children and your fourth book just came out, Adventure Awaits. Yes. So tell yes. me how this all happened because 
Tyler's a triple threat. Barbara knows this. He can sing, yeah. he, can he can dance, dance. he can act, he can even cook. And he's a Christian, <laughs> ladies. So just get in line. Oh, but man. good men, good men are out there. But you, we got to just see you recently in the Billy Graham mm-hmm. crusade. And mm-hmm. Barbara was just blown, blown away yeah, yep. by mm-hmm. your talent. Your mm-hmm. talent is just undeniable. Yep. And you n- need to never stop. And, and, you know, Barbara's a big time Hollywood agent. So she's not just saying that. She said, "Is th- who is that? Who is that? I said, that's Tyler. That's that's Karen's oldest son. She's like, he's a star. Mm. You literally said that. You lead him because he's a star. Wow. So just so you know, that's that's a real compliment. But you also are a gifted writer. Also your music. I just was listening mm. to Happy But I'm Sad. Happy yeah. But I'm Sad. So <laughs> I won't sing it, guys. And my Splash family's no, like, stick to the podcast, Shalene. That's not you your gift. Great. But tell me how the novel started with this whole collection and who was inspired by it and how did it happen? And now you're on your fourth mm-hmm. best-selling book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. It's Love so it. fun to hang out with you all and <laughs> just get sure. to chat. The Baxter family feels like family to me. You know, you said that they're real people and... I think my mom started writing about them in 2000 or maybe, you know, 1999 or something. So I've just grown up with them. And um, yeah, you were young. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I know all the intricacies of the books. I've read pretty much all of them. I think she writes faster than I can read, but I I try to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying my best over here. Uh, But after college, I, I knew I wanted to, I had, you know, some, I, I studied theater in college, and so I had sort of this thought of, will I go move away from Nashville and pursue acting, or will I stay here? And just through prayer and talking to my parents about it and just trying to figure out where my place was post-college, the opportunity to work with my mom and do some writing together came up, and I just felt like the Lord had opened up an opportunity that I needed to take, and part of that was working on this Baxter Family Children's Series. So her mm-hmm. publisher wanted to do a prequel series, and and sort of gear it for a younger audience because mom has spent so much of her career writing for adults. And so we wanted to focus on that eight to 12 year old age group and and go back and tell their story of them growing up. How fun. That's awesome. So yeah, it's just, it sort of happened organically. They, They approached her about this idea and she knew, I mean, in addition to our book, she's still cranking out everything that she does. <laughs> and so I, I kind of came alongside her as a way to help bring this idea to life. And so it's a really fun collaborative process. Um, mm. And it's one that I feel so grateful to be a part of because so many people have been impacted by this family. And now right. we get to see students and kids be impacted and parents reading it to their kids or, or teachers reading it to their students. And even though it's written for eight to 12 year olds, I think it brings out the inner kid in everybody. Mm. And it's kind of that n- nostalgic feel uh, whenever you're reading it. Yeah, 100%. And I remember, I don't know if it was the first book you did that I went to that little elementary school and they went yes. in, buddy, to an elementary school and all the children mm-hmm. came and they read a couple chapters and they had sent some books ahead. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. of these bright fourth, fifth graders, they stood up, they started hitting you with questions like they were Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Well, what happened with her? And why did she do this? And who was her friend? And what was she eating? And blah, 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 blah. It was right. adorable. And you realize... Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're mm-hmm. older, they won't depart from it. And I love that the Bible says that, but also it's so important to make your kids love reading. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this book series allows children to become 
lovers of reading, mm-hmm. of books mm-hmm. and imagination mm-hmm. and getting right. off the video game for a minute and, and off the yeah. television and off the Netflix and, and actually reading mm-hmm. and having their yep. imagination take them places. And for you, I mean, watching you grow up, you know, like I said, we'd go to these musicals that he, it was at CYT when you got, mm-hmm. were living in Washington state yes. and yep. they would star in these musicals that were just your Dr. Seuss and, and what was the hit movie? I'm totally forgetting. And you were the, the, the main guy. Oh, yeah, we did High School Musical. High School Musical. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, it was just, it <laughs> get was. Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, it, and we would take these mother-daughter weekends and we'd fly up and get to catch two or three shows. And to see God had started that, your talent showing you those gifts that he's given you and your mm. faithfulness as a man of God. And I want you to share a little bit your walk with your faith because you're very young to have the success that you have. And I think mm. a lot of it contributed to the fact that you walk in step with the spirit from mm-hmm. a young age. I always saw that you bared fruit. You know, they say mm-hmm. you'll know that people are Christian by the way they love you. Tyler loves people well, buddy. He Mm. just loves you well. From the moment you see him, he is a servant leader and he will, can I make you something to eat? He'll have my favorite (laughs) drink that he knows Mm. of me. He'll make sure that he'll take my luggage up to the room if I'm staying at, you know, his mom's place because he owns his own house. It's it's very, it's very, did I say that? Yeah, I'm just gonna drop that out for those young women out there too. But it's it's pretty amazing. And I I see that a lot that your mom and dad are that way and Mm -hmm. how that trickled down to you and your siblings. But you in particular have a heart for service. Mm -hmm. And God has gifted you with so many talents that you almost could be overwhelmed with them. And yet Mm -hmm. I, I see your life today, knowing you from when you were so young to now, all of them almost are intersecting at this perfect timing where they're also writing some screenplays right now, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. One of my favorite books that your mom wrote, A Thousand Tomorrows, mm-hmm. which back when we were finishing Like Dandelion Dust, if you remember, buddy, right. Miley Cyrus That's was going right. to play the lead right. in the movie we were doing. Mm-hmm. And I went to my first real rodeo with, <laughs> with barrel riders and, and the bull riders. And this yep. guy is friendly enough. It is the most American thing I've ever been to in my life. I thought it was baseball. <laughs> no, go to a rodeo, okay? Yep. Uh, people yep. even bring their own state flag to a rodeo. Amazing. And they knew we were there to, you know, do kind of a site visit and check out these professional barrel racers because the girl is a barrel racer Mm. and then the guy, the lead, is a bull rider. Mm. This man was so kind when he heard that we were there (laughs) scouting a movie that he said, well, little messy, you need to come right down here. He takes me right down to the front (laughs) on the boards. And I'm thinking, that board is not going to hold back that bull. <laughs> that bull could come right through that board. And I am sitting in, the, in I guess, a prime spot at a rodeo, and I am mm-hmm. wetting my pants the whole way, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here thinking, oh, gosh, this is a little too close for me right. to, to be a part of. But Tyler and Karen are now actually turning it into, is it a series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we wow. finished oh. writing the first season, and <laughs> it's been great. It's been so cool to see how just kind of what you're saying, the opportunities in the way that, you know, I, it, it, it could be easy to feel like I'm all over the place because I, I'll i have seasons when I'm in a play or I'm directing a play or I'm working on an album or, you know, writing. But I think that God just provides what we need in the season that we're in. Mm. And so um, to get to work on this series, it came at the right time during kind of a bit of a quiet season when one of our books was finished and we were waiting to start the other one. And so yeah, wow. we're really excited about that. That should start production this year. 
you know, you never know with that stuff, but that's what we're excited about doing and hopeful that this year it, we'll be able to see it come to life. So I'm really excited it's going to be a series actually mm, because mm. it's such a great story that I don't want to see it just end with a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and you get to ah. kind of, you get to live in that rodeo world. You know, there's just right. so many dynamics with the characters and just with their passion. And, you know, it's, it's a true sporting event. And so that competition and sort of, especially when you involve the love story, just that tension building is great in the, yeah. the Dusty yeah, Rodeo yeah, yeah. world. And you get to write all this fun stuff. Yeah. How, how tricky great. is that? Like navigating those stories and the elements and what are you liking better, writing the books or, or writing screenplays? Don't tell my mom this. Okay. I think right now it's, I think it's the screen, I think it's the screenplays right, right now, you know, because I just have always loved movies and, and film and acting. And so it, I feel like I can contribute a different, perspective to it because I've been a part of film and and acting and so I kind of I have a different lens as a writer yes. when I'm bringing it and you, uh, when it's I'm bringing it to life. life you know you can see it you can you know a book it's you're kind of have Imagine that picture and have the yes. imagination mm-hmm. in, in your head and you're you're playing it out to you write know, dialogue is so oh. good. And you wrote a dialogue. I'm not going to give it away, but uh, your mom had showed me a couple actors that are <laughs> auditioning right now. And I'm like, that line was money. And she goes, Tyler wrote it. And I'm uh. like, of course he did. Because it just was one of those, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> it was one of those lines that people will quote from uh, yeah, A Thousand Tomorrows. And You're I went, so it's very natural for you. And I think because you have the stage background mm-hmm. growing up, you know, doing live performances, also at, at Lipscomb. I came and mm-hmm. saw you in Les Mis and yeah. um, you slayed that. I brought Brooke. <laughs> we, we just, we just follow Tyler tradition. around his shows. But now you are giving back actually to young actors. Mm-hmm. And so what you're mm-hmm. directing some, tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so it's been full circle. I, uh, Christian Youth Theater is a national organization that I uh, have started working with in Nashville. So my sister and I grew up doing it in Washington State. And now I'm working with them here and I'm about to direct a production of Little Mermaid. And so that's, we actually have auditions here in about a week or at the end of this week. And it's been cool to, I've texted some of the directors I grew up under and just told them, you know, now I'm in your seat. And um, I've been teaching acting classes most of the year. I think I started in like last September or last August. And so I've been teaching acting classes for them and it's kids ages eight to 18. And so sometimes I'm working with eight to 12 year olds, which is <laughs> the same age that I'm writing for, which right. is kind of fun. You right. know, it's like yeah. sometimes it's challenging to teach acting to that age group, but it's also very rewarding and only God could orchestrate me mm. writing a series for that age group and then get to be with them every week and hear how they talk and hear how they interact. Wow. And that's so it's true. Just, yeah, so it's been really special, and and um, you asked me about, you know, growing up and and having, growing in my faith, growing up, and I think I can look back now. Obviously, having gone through so many different chapters and different things in my life, but seeing that God was working it out, um, something that that stands out to me, especially in this season, is Proverbs sixty nine, and it basically is just saying that we make our plans, but God establishes or directs our steps, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yes, I love that. And that we think we know what we're going to do this week or tomorrow, or we have all of our plans. And he goes, okay, well, let me lead you and let me guide you. And I just see his faithfulness. You know, I grew up in a Christian home, but anyone who's grown up in a home of faith knows that you have to take ownership of your faith if that's something that 
that is real to you. And so I, I knew that God was real. I knew that he was pursuing me. I knew that he loved people and he always called me back to his heart. I, I never, I never went too far. You know how we always catch ourselves in seasons where we're like, I probably shouldn't be in this place. I probably shouldn't be doing this, doing that. And he always called me back with so much grace and compassion. And I think I have always wanted people to feel the love of God that I feel from him. And I think that that's where my intentionality with people go is because I look at the Bible and I just see Jesus loved people so well and he Mm. saw people and that's all people want. You know, they want to be seen, they want to be known and they want to feel like you care about them. And I think that that's a way that we can intentionally and practically just be the hands and feet of Jesus is just loving on people and seeing them and meeting them where they are. Tell me something that the Lord is teaching you right now in this season, because if people are listening and they're young and you like your age, you have a lot of success Mm. happening in your life and you're so grounded. And I I have to believe that it's because you spend time Mm -hmm. with God, not just Mm -hmm. pretending that you spend time with God or wanting to spend time with God, but abiding in his word and making margin to to do that because I don't think you'd be able to be as effective in all these areas and as grounded and humble as you are. And I I can say that for you because I know you well and I spend time with you and we talk Mm. often. You do love people well. You're aware of them. And it reminds me of Jesus of Mark 10, 45, I think it is, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve Mm -hmm. and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's a posture that I see your mom and dad live and it obviously splashed onto you and your siblings. But when you were young, your parents came to you and your siblings and said, hey, we're going to adopt a kid from Haiti. Mm. How Mm. was that for you? I've never got Mm. to hear your perspective about this story way back in the day Mm -hmm. and they were going to go get EJ. Mm -hmm. And so how did your parents present that to you? Because I've only heard your mom's version of this story. Yeah. Uh, They, it's so funny because they, like you said, they're so giving, they're so serving and they always have their house open to people. And they knew that. No, there's like 72 people living there right now. I just was there a month ago. They're just walking up from downstairs. I'm like, oh, oh, you're from Australia. Oh, oh, I mean, it's, yeah, everywhere. It's, it's amazing. So I always saw generosity and just openness and Mm. I never saw, I mean, obviously they were intentional about family time, but it was never, it was always more the merrier, right? Right. Uh, Somebody wanted to bring somebody to a family vacation or, to the movies on a Friday night, they were always down for it because they knew that that God had given them the space and the means to be able to say, sure, you know, whatever, whatever we can do for people, we're here for that. And so when the idea of adoption came up, it wasn't really a second thought to me. They they felt really strongly that our family needed to grow, but they were done having children and they felt a call to adopt. And they they were really kind enough they didn't have to but they asked all of us i think austin was like three so what was he gonna say you know? he's just looking to see what you're saying that's what he's doing right right and kelsey you know she i think her only request was she loved to stay the only girl she was the only girl oh, that time. i want to be the princess in my yeah, castle right. yes and that's so much like kelsey totally know? and then i just was down i just thought it sounded it's like a fun adventure and i didn't have any i don't remember having any reservations or questions i just knew that 
if my parents felt like this was the right thing to do, the idea of it, even though I had no idea what it what it would look like, right. I just wanted I just wanted it. I knew that there was kids who maybe didn't have a family. Like I connected that piece to it, and who didn't have means uh, mm. or a, a house to live in and food to have. And I just thought, well, everybody should have that. So yeah, like bring it on. And it ended up. The, the one they were going to adopt ended up being three, and our family doubled in a, a few would, months. I know. Wow. It's just you know? amazing. Wow. It's yeah, just, and, it's and we just had, amazing. We just had the best time growing up, like learning. You know, I think that first week or, or week or so for sure, but a couple months, it's like they don't speak English, and we're doing a lot of charades, and we're pointing at things <laughs> and trying yeah. to get them to understand. No. But it really is something that, I have learned so much about the heart of the father through mm. adoption. And I think I've processed it even more as an adult because God looks at us and he chooses us. And then we can make a choice whether or not we want to say yes. And it's something about our identity where we go, I do believe I belong here. I do believe that you're my father. I do believe that you're good. And when I walk over to my, when I, you know, when I drive over and go to my dad's house, my, my mom and dad's house, I don't, I don't have to ask to reach into their pantry. You know, I don't have to ask mm. to use the restroom. It's it's my it's my parents' house, so I'm going to be comfortable. And they have made it clear what's ours is yours. And, that, and God's the same way. Mm. But if I don't believe that he's really my father, if I don't believe that God is a good father who has good plans for me, I'm going to act like I don't belong. And so I think it's, I think in looking at our family and through adoption, I want to be, the kind of adopted son who feels completely welcome and valued and that when God says, I love you and I see you and I want you to be in my family, that I believe him and I say, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. You know, I'm so grateful. I'm so, you know, whatever you need, I'm here for you. So I love that. It's been, I mean, it was just, it was so fun and so beautiful getting to grow up with that. It was always six plus more, you know, it was right. the six of us mm-hmm. and then friends. And, and then the Brian so. family. I mean, I remember going to Atlantis. <laughs> right. It was just so much fun. We, and we were not a subtle group walking around. No, no. People would be like, yeah. do they own this hotel? Well, I, I, they can do right. whatever they want. Um, no, right. but just you so asked fun. Me, you asked me about um, what God is teaching me yes, now. Yes, right now in this season, and right I'm, now in your life. I think the biggest word that keeps coming to mind in prayer time or you know, usually if I'm in the car, I feel like I'm driving around a lot. So I, I will put worship music on or nothing and just try to be quiet and pray and listen. Because sometimes that might be the only time I have to be still during my day. Right. And I feel like he's speaking to me a lot about stewardship and just being a good steward of the things he's given me. And knowing that like, I'm not, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm single and I'm not married. You know, I don't have kids and some of those responsibilities, but I do have a house and I do have free time and I do have these gifts he's given me. And so how can I steward them to honor him and to bring glory to him and to serve the kingdom of God? And I think the way that we steward the things he's given us will impact so many other people beyond our yes. Like when we walk in stewardship and faithfulness and we're walking in step with the spirit, walking in love and joy and peace and patience and self-control and kindness, those things are kind of the foundation. And when we're operating out of that place and we're being good stewards of what he's given us, then so much more can flow from that space. Amen. And um, I think I I know that, like I didn't ask to be born in a family where my mom was an author and my dad was an amazing mentor and basketball coach and fluent in Spanish. You know, I didn't right. ask to, to, ha- to have that. So that's, 
a blessing to be able to have that opportunity. But I'm also aware that we might be blessed with a certain opportunity, but how are we going to walk in it and how are we going to take ownership of it? And so even with the, the book series and the things that we write, you know, I've, I've worked on my skills. I've worked on being a writer who feels confident going into a space where I'm not just sitting under my mom and going, oh, I added a couple sentences. Here you go. You right, know? right. Yeah, exactly. We all have, like, it's, it's just God. God has opened up these opportunities. And so I can't sit here and say, look at how cool I am that I'm writing this book series or this film series because he's just made a way. And so I feel responsible to be a good vessel for the things that he's given me and the opportunities he's placed in my path. And I think your trusting in his plan has allowed you to be ready when this opportunity presented itself. Mm -hmm. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people, I mean, I could own a plane and doesn't mean you can fly it. Your mom can be an author, doesn't mean you can write books. You know right. what I mean? Right. I know people yeah. who their mom's a beautiful singer. Doesn't mean you have a voice, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so you are such a gifted writer and talented, and you you can't get four books and now writing a series. And one of your songs that you wrote is being picked up on another movie of your mom's, mm-hmm. and they don't. Mm-hmm. And you have a different last name, so a lot of times people don't even know the connection. No. And it's really beautiful out of the mm-hmm. thousands of songs, like you know. You almost have to. People go in with their eyebrow raised, and then they then mm-hmm. they then they leave with a standing ovation because mm-hmm. almost <laughs> it's a. And I see that happening with your grandkids, buddy. Mm-hmm. Natasha will go up for right. something like, right. "Oh, on the Voice, Candace's right. kid," yeah. and then Adam Levine flips mm-hmm. his chair around. He had no idea who was standing there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's yeah. it's almost like they go in with kind of a head nod, and then they leave mm-hmm. going, "Hmm, mm-hmm. oh that that girl was good, or that guy was good." Mm-hmm. But you almost have to be better than good. That's right. You know, which is so weird because you can't just be good because of your genes. You know what I mean? (laughs) You have this pedigree. (laughs) It's like, Natasha better walk in and be beautiful and talented and all of that because her mom's Candace Cameron (laughs) Bure. You know? And there's a different pressure on you guys. And I think the thing that I've always seen that was so beautiful about you and your family and your siblings is your mom and dad worship Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. They fix their eyes on Jesus. You see it in their marriage. You see it mm-hmm. in the way they communicate the way, with each mm-hmm. other. You see the way that the family comes around and rises and calls them blessed. I mean, just the fact that you can work with your mom as a young man. Right. You know, are you 29 now? What are you, 28? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 29. That's remarkable. And mm. yet when I talk with your mom and we have our girl conversations, she's having a blast. Like how mm-hmm. could God be so mm. good that I get to have this fun? It's like when you tell me you're traveling with Kirk. Sure. I'm going to go to DC with Kirk and I'm sure. going to be a part. It's just a mom's dream right. to be able mm. to do those things with their son. Mm-hmm. There's something very special about a mother and a son mm-hmm. that God would afford this to you and consider the both of you and your talents. And you mm. got this gift from him and you chose Mm -hmm. not to squander it or you could have been prideful and this is the form of pride Mm -hmm. that I think people don't think is pride oh no I don't want people to think I'm riding on my mom's coattails so I just am (laughs) not going to do that I'm going to go become a plumber Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go open my own book. I'm gonna go do my own store. I'm gonna, and it's like Prince William isn't running around the castle going, "I'm not gonna be king one day." No, the right. Lord knew that He created him to be born mm-hmm. into royalty, and you were mm-hmm. born into like American royalty. And so it's like <laughs> you need to step up, I believe, and and like even 
Lev working mm-hmm. for the Beret family wines in mm-hmm. Napa. That's mm-hmm. that's Barbara's grandson. He didn't go, oh, I'll just open my own wine label. No, right. you're gonna yeah. stay with the family. You're gonna be wise. Yep. You're gonna, you're gonna if God placed you there, he's like, come on, take right. your inheritance. Like, like this is yeah. and go multiply it. Right. Go do something right. bigger than anyone hoped or imagined. And I love when King David, I think of this in the Bible, when he said to God, I'm gonna build the temple for you. It's gonna be off the hook. And he's like, No, you're <laughs> actually not gonna do that, David. Your son Solomon is, but I love mm-hmm. your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no better compliment for me than to someone to say, no, Shalene, actually, we actually don't want to use you for this. We want to use Brooke mm-hmm. to speak wow. at this. And wow. I, I see this in you, like your mom's gifting and talents. And yes, she will keep writing. But I think sometimes your mom might have a dream and God go, no, actually, Karen, thank you. I, I love what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I need Tyler actually to write the song for this. And I need Tyler mm-hmm. to actually do this. And for you to have a confidence in knowing that your identity is found in Christ, not in being right. a Russell, mm-hmm. that you can step into that and humble yourself enough to say, these people aren't my audience, God is. And mm-hmm. if God gave me this gift, I refuse to bury it. I'm gonna Absolutely. share it with the world. And I just wanna tell you how mm. proud I am that you do that. I'm so proud of you for doing that. I can't tell you how many times I play some of your EPs, your songs, they're on my playlist because of just the truth that comes out of your mouth and your lyrics and your words and how they inspire and and remind me to look up and remind me of who I worship and remind me of who my identity is found in. And not all of your your, uh, songs are are Christian. What kind of music do you like? Share that with Barbara. I mean, I love all kinds of music and living in Nashville, I get to be exposed to all kinds of music, but I'm currently writing and working on more pop music. So it's it's music that sort of is inspired by things I've gone through and things in my life that have affected me and moved me. And I think that that's a cool way to, to even steward that gift is it's, you know, maybe at some point I'll do a worship project or a Christian project because I think that's a part of my heart. Obviously it's a huge part, but to get to share music that, is just real and about who I am as a person. Um, it even makes non-Christians go, oh, this person's normal, <laughs> you know? Right, I know, um, being in the it, world, not of it, yeah. Yeah, so I I love music that moves you. Obviously, I love music where the lyrics tell a story, but then also there's something good about a song that makes you want to dance, that makes you want to roll your windows mm. down and just find that joyful moment in your day and and that makes you think. And so I... my project that came out in November was an EP that was pretty much the whole story of it is different stages of a relationship from meeting, meeting that person. And, and, you know, me and her are like, okay, great, let's go there. And so the song is called go there. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't get that person off your mind. And so you're thinking about her. And so the song's called think about you. And, and then maybe you decide that it's not going to work out and you break up and you're happy that you made a choice, but you're sad because you miss her. So I have a song That's called Happy I, Sad. Happy um, Sad. I just was listening yeah. to it today. Oh. And then it ends with Remember You, you know, and yes. it's, it's reflecting and looking back on a relationship that didn't work and you're thankful for that time. And so for me, it's just being vulnerable and being courageous. And anybody who's listening who's an artist or a creator, you know, a creative person, I do think that we just have to be courageous and we have to know that if God's given it to us, then just go for it, you know, and be bold because nobody can... I mean, nobody could write the EP that I wrote last year. Nobody could tell that story because it was mine. And so obviously there's a million songs about relationships, but from my perspective and on things that I've gone through, that's a singular experience. And so I think God has given us the gifts that we have for a reason and we go through the things that we go through. And 
they make us who we are and we can choose how we respond to the things that we go through. But you know, my response is always to create something. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What's up next for you, Tyler? What What's up next? Up next for me always kind of depends on what God's doing because I Come really, on. at this point in my life, I've just learned that he's, he's my best agent. He's my best marketing manager. That's right. And he's, he's, uh, he's driving the car. So I tell people I have, I have darts in my hand and a dartboard and I kind of throw them and let God, you know, show me where they're supposed to go. So I've had so many, you know, you talked about crusade last year. Yes. Um, And that came so, so randomly, obviously God was working on it, but I didn't audition for that. I hadn't talked to the creator in that, of that show for probably five years. And he reached out to me and just said, I have this thing that I, that the Lord keeps saying you need to be a part of. I love that. And it was so good. We were in the front row, Barbara and I. I know. It was so, so (laughs) good. It was such an amazing Ah. experience. And to get to be a part of an original show. And so God knew, I mean, God knew that a desire of my heart was to be in an original musical and we recorded an album for it. And so I know that God knows what I want to do. Obviously in the immediate future, I have this musical I'm directing. So I've been busy designing sets for that and meeting with the Mm -hmm. team. And, and I just want to be present for those students because they're at an age where they're impressionable and they're also vulnerable and performing in a show. And so I want, I want to be healthy to be able to be a good leader for everybody. I think we're going to have probably 70 kids in the show or something. Wow. 70? It's going to be pretty full. So that's at the end of, of May. And I, um, the way mom and I work together is I, I write our first drafts. And so we get together an outline and then I go and write our first draft. And so I have to write book five in our series before Woo! book five. Before I know. That's that crazy? Nuts. That's yeah. So that's kind of immediately next. And then, you know, I mean, I'm always auditioning and always writing with people and just that's looking right. for the next thing that God wants me to do. So my yes is on the table for him. And I've, I've, okay. I told that to him, you know, I want to be able to say yes to whatever it mm-hmm. is. And I also, someone told me once it was an artist, his name's Tyrone Wells, and um, he's a believer. And I asked, we were, we talked to him after a show and he, our family were, we were huge fans of him. And we were like, man, why aren't you everywhere? You should be on the radio. You should be this and that. And he said, a long time ago, I prayed that God would not bless my career if it would sacrifice my soul. And if it would sacrifice my time with my family and he knows the quote unquote level of success that is going to keep me pure and have integrity. And, mm. and I just, that resonated with me. I think I was probably in eighth grade when he told me that, but just that idea of, I don't want it if God's not in it. And mm. if it's going to pull me away from him, then I don't, I don't need it. And God knows the things that I need and where I'm needed. So it's just about trusting him and being, being ready for that next opportunity. So I'm, you know, I'm staying fit. That's right. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Doing and, um, his boxing, a and CrossFit. I know. I just saw <laughs> That's you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, just staying ready. I think for any of us, we don't know what's going to come next and it's good to be ready and stay sharp. Amen. So that's what I'm focusing on right now. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us in the Splash Zone. And before we wrap up, how can our listeners get in touch with you and follow your career? Are you on Instagram? I am. Okay, yep. So- if you want to go, it's um, at it's Tyler Russell. At it's Tyler mm-hmm. Russell. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll put that up too on our Instagram when we promote the show. I know people are going to want to get in touch with you. And and God's just in the middle of writing a story with the days of your lives, like your mom says. And uh, yeah. we look forward to seeing all the next chapters, you know. And 
I know our audience will want to get the adventure awaits. I'm going to get a signed right. copy from Tyler. <laughs> Please mail me one, Tyler. <laughs> Of Adventure Awaits, and we're going to give it out to a listener who shares a show and and shares this episode with their friends. I love it. Because this Baxter series is amazing, and it can get young people reading again. Keep looking out for Tyler. It's Tyler Russell at it's Mm -hmm. Tyler. It's I-T-S, Tyler Russell. Two S's, two L's. Two S's, two L's. And we love you, and we just thank you for just splashing us with your creativity, your love, your generosity, Mm. and your obedience. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I got... And that's being a good steward, your word stewardship. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. And Splash Family, we love you. Please stay in touch. Drop us a line. Tell us how you heard Mm -hmm. about us, what platform you're listening to us on. And share a review. We we read them all. Barbara reads all of them. She's very good at it. And we always will respond. But until next time, Splash a little creativity. We love you. Splash Family. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 